everyone. Welcome back inside the UC Health Training Center for another episode of Broncos Now. Team reporter and host Sydney Jones here. And coming up on today's episode, the Denver Post's Parker Gabriel joins the show. He'll give insight and analysis surrounding the team as we reflect on Sunday's loss versus the Chiefs and look ahead to another matchup at home versus the Cardinals this Sunday. All that and more coming up. Here at the UCL Training Center, there was no practice or media press conferences today as the players had the day off. So for today's episode of Broncos Now, Denver Post, Parker Gabriel joins the show to give his thoughts surrounding the team. Parker, so appreciate you joining me today. Thanks for hopping on. Yeah, happy. I'm happy to be here, Sydney. Thanks for having me. Yeah, of course. How's it going? I'm doing great. You know, so a little snow outside finally feels like winter around here. So got nothing to complain about. Well, Parker, you know, it's hard to believe it's already week 15 of the season here. Just four more games left in the regular season. But I know it's kind of hard to believe the Broncos, you know, are just sitting at three and 10. I don't think anyone really expected that at this point in the season. No, I mean, not at all. And I think even if you were taking into account all of the all of the newness, right? First year head coach. Uh, a quarterback who's here for the first year, even though it's his 10th or 11th in, in the NFL. I don't think anybody really saw this coming. Um, obviously, there's a lot of reasons for it. Um, yeah. And it's been, I think, in particular, even though you sort of knew the flaws of the team, at least to some degree, like by the time we went to London at the end of October, the five-game losing streak coming out of the bye has been sort of particularly uh, tough, I think. I mean, you just, you know, they traded Bradley Chubb at the trade deadline, but you came out of that bye week thinking they had sort of a manageable stretch of the schedule and it just, it just hasn't gone their way um, at all this season. And in particular over the last five games. For sure. Well, before we look ahead to week 15, I want to look back at the Broncos performance versus the Chiefs this past Sunday. First and foremost, you know, Russell Wilson, he is in concussion protocol. Coach Hackett said Monday that Russell's doing great. You know, he looked great, um, but obviously number one safety or number one priority is his safety. So what do you think in that regard? What do you think might happen this week if Russell is cleared or maybe if he's not cleared? Yeah, there's there's a pretty strict set of um, basically progression that you have to go to go through in order to get out of the protocol to clear it. So you start with pretty light workout activity and you can be in the team meetings and if you can handle that um, without having your symptoms aggravate, then you sort of move on to more strenuous. You can like ride an exercise bike and mm-hmm. then it's sort of football conditioning and then non-contact work and then finally full practice clearance and only then can you play. So it's a tight timeline. We've seen some guys like DJ Jones earlier in the year um, right. was able to go all the way through the protocol in one week and he didn't miss a game. Mm-hmm. There's another layer to the to the decision making process with Russell Wilson now, just because Denver's eliminated from playoff contention. Right. You have to imagine that they'll they'll be smart with him, and at the same time, if he clears through the protocol, then it's really up to the coaching staff and Russell of whether he plays um, on Sunday and then down the stretch of the season. Yeah. Well, prior to Russell suffering that concussion in the fourth quarter on Sunday, I mean, this offense looked arguably the best they'd looked all season. I know. You know, Russell threw for 247 yards and three touchdowns. Jerry Judy stepped up big. I mean, they made it a game after being down 27 to nothing in the second quarter. Parker, what do you think was working so well for this offense on Sunday? Yeah, well, part of it is just like you said. I mean, you, you know, they got Jerry Judy involved. And one one of the things about, about Jerry is as the season's gone along, he and Russell have really, you know, the, the chemistry there has, has really progressed um, early 
early in the season, he was catching less than half the the passes that were thrown his way. That, that, that can be a lot of different things, not being on the same page as a quarterback, a drop here and there, a throwaway in his direction, whatever it is. But he's caught everything that's gone his direction, um, you know, basically since the bye. He's missed some time with the ankle injury, but that was part of it. And then I think it's a sort of fine balance, right? I mean, Nathaniel Hackett talked about it on Monday. The element of Russell using his legs can really open things up. There's a couple situations where he got the two man, you know, look from the defense. Nobody accounted for him. He took off and ran. He called his own number on the third and one on a, a zone read and he got 11 yards. Like that's the kind of thing that you ha- you can keep the sticks moving. You can you can make a big play here and there. And then you're also putting him in harm's way more often. And 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 then, of course, you know, he he has a concussion at the end of the game. So um, th- those are elements that, you know, you'd like to see them continue to use and that they, I'm sure they will continue to use on through the season. But um, they've struggled to to put a healthy team on the field. And, and that's the case, obviously, again, this week with Russell going through the protocol, Kendall Hinton getting hurt last week, Sutton's out, Mike Boone's out, just sort of the list goes on and on. Yeah, you know, we heard Coach Hackett talk on Monday a lot about just Jerry Judy's ability to come in and, you know, play the position that Cortland was playing in addition to, you know, his role in the slot. It seemed like Jerry really thrived in that situation. So, obviously, we don't really know Cortland's status. Coach Sackett said he's going to be day by day. How do you kind of hope to see the staff use Jerry like that moving forward? Yeah, well, the metrics say that he's he's been dynamite against man coverage this year. And so, you know, they know that, obviously, and they have known that. And as he gets healthy, you know, he only played the 20 snaps against Baltimore, and then he was up to 60 um, this last week against Kansas City. So him just being on the field gives him that element. Um, it'll be interesting to see how much they they do move him around, depending on, you know, who else he's out there with, because it's possible, you know, Cortland Sutton's back, maybe not. Uh, Kendall Hinton's now dealing with a hamstring injury, too. So it could be Jerry and a bunch of young guys out there. Um, one of the things that's interesting is, you know, it's sort of like one guy has sort of had a big day, you know, each week or most weeks. So, so yeah, it's been like it's been Cortland or it's been Greg Dulcich or it's been Jerry. And so one of the things that will be interesting is, you know, like, like Kansas City started doubling Jerry Judy, bracketing him, giving him a lot of attention. You know, if Arizona does the same thing, then it's probably on somebody else to make plays. And then the question is, like, who is that somebody else? Right. I know. And it's been a tough season with all the injuries, like you mentioned. But I want to look at this defense for a little bit. One guy I really want to highlight is just Josie Jewell. First off, he's just had such an incredible season. And, you know, Sunday he got not only his first career interception, but ended the game with two interceptions. Uh, you know, I felt like his first interception in the second quarter really changed the rhythm of the game, the pace of the game. But it kind of seems like Josie's not getting enough credit this season because he's been having a heck of a year. Yeah, I just wrote for the Denver Post, actually, right before we jumped on here that I think he, oh, should, really? he should get Pro Bowl consideration. Yeah. And, I mean, when you look at it, you know, part of I think like part of the reason why his numbers may not jump off the page if you're looking, you know, if you just pull up like leading tacklers in the NFL. I mean, he's missed four games. He had the two missed the two games with the calf strain, and then he, he sprained his knee and he missed two more games. But if you go on a per game basis, I mean, you know, it's not like he's played in four, right? He's played nine of the thirteen games. He's on the field virtually every snap um, when he's healthy, and you know, it, he's over ten tackles a game, ten point six. He's got ninety six tackles in nine games. That's third. His per game tackle rate's third in the NFL. 
Uh, he's got seven tackles for loss. Now he's got two interceptions, both off of Patrick Mahomes. Um, he's he's just been a guy who, you know, Denver's had one of the better defenses um, in the NFL this year. And he's the guy that's in the middle of all of it. He calls the defense. He wears the green dot. He's in control. Um, and he's every game, literally, that he's played this year, um, he, he's been a difference maker for Denver. Definitely. Well, you know, looking at the defense as a whole, they allowed 34 points on Sunday, the most that they've allowed all season. But you know, they knew it was going to be a, a tough test going up against the league's best scoring offense in the Chiefs. Parker, for you, how would you grade kind of just their overall performance on Sunday? Yeah, I mean, I I didn't I thought that they played pretty well, especially as the game went along, you know, and and seven of those were on the pick six. And so you're talking about 27 um, that the defense allowed and 20 of those came on the first four drives of the game. Uh, and so, you know, from they gave up 20 points in the first four drives and then seven on on Kansas City's last seven, I think. Obviously, like if you're nitpicking, um, you know, Patrick Mahomes did engineer the one touchdown drive in the second half and they were able to run the last four minutes and 25 seconds or something like that off the clock. But overall, I mean, when you, if you hold Kansas City to, to 27 um, and you turn them over three times, you intercept Patrick Mahomes three times, you should be right in that game. And even though it sort of like took a unique route to get there, they were right in the game. You know, Denver's offense got the ball four times in the second half with a chance to take the lead. Two with Russell Wilson still in the game and then two with Brett Rippon still in the game. Weren't able to get it done, obviously. But, you know, I think it, it's a lot of yards and it looks like a lot of points. And then when you when you grade it on the scale, um, it's still an effort, I think, that you can build on if, if you're the Broncos defense. Yeah, there were certainly more positives to take out of this game than there has been in recent weeks. But, you know, ultimately the Broncos, they didn't get the win. Another one score loss. Parker, why do you think maybe that this team hasn't been able to really finish these games and you know what are your hopes in regards to that you know this weekend as you know they host the Cardinals yeah I think it's been a combination of things I mean some some weeks you know they've had the lead early in the game I think they've led by 10 points four or five different times and so the one score losses have sort of come in different shapes and sizes so to speak mm -hmm. uh, for the most part it's there's been a couple times where the defense has there's a situation where you really you know, they need to get off the field. Like if you're one of the best defenses in the, in the NFL, you can't let a backup quarterback in Baltimore go 91 yards and, and score at the end of the game. But for the most part this year, it's just been about offensive inconsistency. And, and, and I think especially when you're playing with the lead, their inability to, you know, run the ball consistently when the, I mean, the, the hallmark of, of good offense in a lot of ways, besides just, you know, scoring a lot of points is, when you can run the ball in situations where the other team knows you're going to run the ball, when you you're, you go out there and you say, we're going to put this game away, even though they know that we're trying to put the game away. I mean, that's when you've really got something. And that's just been, you know, Denver hasn't got to that point um, this year. And, and that's definitely part of the reason why, you know, they've come up short in some games um, that they've led. And then overall, when you're scoring 15 points a game, you know, you're just operating with, with a really thin margin for error. For sure. Well, a lot to build upon this week. Hopefully they get the win this Sunday versus the Cardinals at home. Parker, really appreciate your insight and for joining me on the show today. Yeah, thanks for having me. Well, that'll do it for today's episode of Broncos Now, Broncos Country. Thanks so much for tuning in. The team will be back at practice tomorrow, so make sure to meet me right back here on the Broncos Podcast Network and YouTube for another episode. I will see you all then.